Paul, thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the Lead Like a Boss podcast. Uh, it's a really great pleasure to have you. We've known each other. We've known each other for a while, and I really have a lot of respect for your entrepreneurial skills. So let's dive right in. Um, I wanted to ask, where does your entrepreneurial spark come from? How did you how did you get to where you are now? Uh, it's from a super very young age. I think it was uh, first year of CJEP. I was organizing organizing parties. Uh, participate participated organizing one of the first waves actually and so I was already like trying a little bit of like being street smart hustling quite a bit and then starting like that after that I was always into music so I put together my first studio became one of the top jingle guys in Canada and wow. then, then grew it from there writing a lot of jingles you know build a up to 35 studios actually at the end Wow. And uh, we had an office in Montreal, Toronto, New York, Paris, uh, and then, yeah, some venture in LA. So basically, and then from there, moved to advertising production as well. So we were doing like, you know, editing, special effects, distribution. Uh, so basically from the sound of an of a, a publicity, we went to the entire production of it, like full package. Wow. And uh, when the industry was kind of changing, I sold because I didn't want to be the one who's going to make those change. And because of the reality, the world where I grew up of the 32nd TV spot was becoming, you know, the Instagram ad and the skill set and everything had to be corrected and everything. And so didn't work. Didn't want to be, didn't want to, my baby was like it was, I didn't want to, you know, well, you, you obviously picked a good time to pivot out rather than, you know, have to, you know, relearn and maybe suffer uh, from the from the new changes. Yeah, well, yeah, the adaptation from an existing company that was built on an old model, uh, it can always be reshaped. But I think some someone with fresh view and more energy was ready to do that. I wanted to do something else after 20 years also. So I went after that, became a consultant, worked a little bit at Lin Rouge, was basically helping people with go-to-market strategies and branding and stuff like that. Still, you know, um, marketing related or advertising related. Um, so did, you, did you flip the old company or did you just shut it down? No, I sold it. I sold it. Good. And then, um, yeah. Um, but while I was doing that, I always had little ventures on the side and and, and I was doing consulting. A lot of people approached me, Paul, if you do, you know, go to market strategy and marketing, maybe we'll give you some shares. So I got into a few other deals like that, actually, mm -hmm. like an alcohol company and, and um, another platform online to sell uh, uh, music rights for advertising uh, called uh, Bopper. And also uh, one of my clients from a friend was doing vertical farming and I helped them ah. quite a bit in there. And then my partner in the consulting firm um, basically was seeing it grow and he came from the food industry and I said, well, now's the time maybe where this company is going to need help. Why don't you become CEO? And then he became CEO of Winter Farm. And uh, at that time, as a consulting firm, we were using Leighton as a a way to subsidize our services. So I knew about Layton. Now I see, now I see that. the connection. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the connection. And and for me to be uh, in a in a bigger structure like a large cabinet with a lot of support, where I didn't have to carry a startup, and I could just you know benefit, expose my expertise, you know share my learnings with different entrepreneurs was was a good thing for me at the age that I was at. I didn't want to do another startup. Um, I was I was looking forward to have just you know just a little bit of mentorship, more giving my experience, and not like having to do into the the crisis of having to roll the rock uphill, right? Yeah, the rock uphill is is great. It's part of the drive, but I did yeah, it quite I a bit, so I, I needed something different. So okay, um, so yeah. so you've got a ton of experience in the real world. You've built companies from scratch. You you exited companies and now you're consulting in Leighton. Can you share with our audience maybe some of the benefits of, of working with Leighton or maybe some success stories that you've had? Oh, for sure, for sure. So basically Leighton is, is a firm that deals with all the different incentive available. Basically there's three categories. There's all the subsidies, grants okay. that are, you know, having to do with future expense. Then there's all the tax credit mostly re re refundable in Quebec. So that have to do with uh, existing expense that have been done. So basically tax credit, credit on new transformation equipment, computer equipment. There's a lot of stuff out there that people don't know about that actually really helps you. And, and then we have a few optimization, optimization stuff. So we do renegotiate property tax. Mm -hmm. We do uh, indirect tax audit like TPS, TVQ, custom tax. We look at all your spending of the last four years and then we correct all the little mistakes that could have been, uh, you know, being happening because there's a lot of exception. Like, you know, on aluminum from this size between 17 and 19, there's this rule and then it disappear and then it comes back again in 21. And, same thing with yogurt or whatever. So basically when you, you scrutinize every single spend, you, you can find a lot of those discrepancies. And so Paul, I'm really curious, um, you know, I've got a lot of business experience as well. And a lot of business people trust their accountants to understand the ins and outs of, of these types of programs. Why do you believe, or why do you feel that, that there's a place for Layton, you know, Accountants have been around forever. What's the difference between your accountant and Leighton doing this kind of work for you? Just an example for subsidies. Um, the, the count right now, I think, just for the Quebec subsidies, I think it's uh, 850. Then you have to to add different to that programs. Co correct for subsidies, not even including income tax program. And then wow. you have the federal programs would be you know similar. Then you have MXC, you know, the economic region that might have smaller programs. So when you put all that together, if you're talking about an accountant, he might be great, but he's doing pay, he's helping you with strategy, he's, he's, he's doing too much stuff. There's no way that he's going to learn or be on top of everything, right? Same thing with TPS, TVQ. He's recouping what he can and what he knows, but he can't be specialized in both because we have accountants that you know, work prior at Revenu Québec and I've been concentrating on TPS and TVQ alone for 15 years and still they tell me they don't know everything. So it's just a question of, of time, basically. And specialization, I imagine. Also, also a, a tax review like that could be done by any accounting firm 
It's just that we have a model where we're paid on results, so client never have to, you know, dish out money before result, right? So it's a it's a good it's a good thing for companies that are, you know, between 10 and 40 million. Okay. Where company bigger than that won't mind as much paying in front for that exercise, right? So we do have bigger clients that reach close to a billion in business a year that we've done great results with. It's just that in general, companies under 40 million won't want to pay for that exercise. But it's a really good practice to do every four or five years when you, you're, you're especially around when you're surpassing 10 million in business. It's, it's a great exercise, like a check, right? Like, like you would go to the doctor for your 30 years old, 40 years old anniversary. Makes a lot of sense. What have been some of the, the more outstanding successes that you've experienced uh, so far in your career with Leighton? I mean, from startup, right? That didn't plan their their fiscal setup properly. Like they were taking out tons of dividends, not using salaries. So basically, because of that, they weren't entitled to their R and D tax credit that would cover sixty five percent of the salaries. Wow. Now, Nowadays, dividends don't really give you that edge. You know, it's kind of the similar condition as salary. The only difference is the 11% of, uh, you know, social advantage that you have to pay. But nonetheless, when you're comparing that to a 65% subsidy, it's, it's yeah. quite enormous. So basically taking a company that had nothing, right? And then putting in the proper fiscal structure. So the next year, basically they, they, they get close to 325 just with, that single tax credit. Mm. Now, the other wow. tax credit on, on computer equipment that they didn't know about because they're using a lot of high, you know, high-tech machines, every machine over 5K in their condition where they were, you know, depending on your density of population, whether you're downtown or far out, it's between 20 and 40%. So they were at 30 because they were close to 12 yards. So basically, on the machine, got an extra 30%. Of refundable tax credit so you're looking at a company that had nothing and they got basically 400k out of you know the seven hundred thousand dollars they had raised so basically making the giving them like a free extra year that they had not planned so success like that arrives you know quite uh, and if often. i'm not mistaken that's not a one-time deal that's something that they can continually Apply as, as they're doing development as they grow investing that that credit still exists also when they're buying more equipment that that credit is actually available until 2025 then i got you know subsidies for commercialization client acquisition i mean it never ends right and, and or bigger client where we just reopen their spending so basically these are closed years right there it's done it's it's in the boxes nothing to do with that so we we have the right in Canada to reopen four, three in the States. So from there, we reopened um, about a company that was not that that big. It was a fintech, but they didn't understood the interpretation of the, the, the tax law. And so they, they didn't charge tax, but they were they were entitled. So ah. basically we got them a, we got them a million and a half on 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 three, four million a year wow. of business. It's massive. And the, the record in the states is 23 million of, of tax mi mistakes over three years. Sometimes it has to do with custom tax, wrong declaration by your broker, whatever. But 
regularly at the office i see like uh you know 100k 150k coming to the client so so paul who are the you mentioned the size uh, 10 million dollar gross revenue and up but are there sectors that you find can can benefit more from these programs business sectors it's it's let's say you're a real estate agent and you work by yourself it's really hard but when you start to have employees or if you're doing any innovation or you're selling outside of Quebec, all those are factors that really gets you subsidies. So, for example, you could be selling stuff through a website by yourself or with an employee or two. But because you're bringing money to Quebec, hmm. you have a high subsidy for, for client acquisition. So then I could subsidize, you know, 500K of marketing spending. Wow. And, then get and for a small, a small on, on that company, like cost acquisition is everything. So when you get a subsidy that pays half of your client acquisition costs, it's a game changer. So I can maybe catapult you, you know, save you three years to, to your five year plan just because of that 250 at an early stage, yeah. because there's no prerequisite on or precondition. You don't have to be a giant company or whatever. If, if you are either selling services or actually manufacturing the goods, which sometimes happened. You could get the stuff manufactured in China, but nonetheless, it's your name on it. So you're in manufacturing. And if that's I'm not good. mistaken, as long as you're adding some value here in Quebec, that's a certain percentage of the overall price, it qualifies for being considered made in Canada, correct? Well, it may be you, 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 you created the mold, you, 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 this is your product, where, where you manufacture doesn't have really a connection to if you're a manufacturer or not, like Pirelli don't do their tires in Italy, right? But there's still a tire manufacturer that was started in Italy. So it's just play on words there, but but when you own the product and it's your name on it, you're a manufacturer. Wow. So, so for example, you look at a lot of companies or a lot of people now have transitioned industries and gone online because of COVID and they're looking for opportunities to, to grow their business online and not be hampered by any local issues like a lockdown. This program could help these, these companies to be able to- Absolutely, get and, and, and two years ago, there was actual uh, a program for that transformation. So sometimes you never know what's gonna be helped and subsidies have a tendency to be remodeled with the, the your fashion or what's needed so sometimes you could like for a long time we di we did have that subsidy that was actually subsidizing the transformation of or your the creation of your e-commerce website okay now it's more about client acquisition in two years it might be something else hmm. um there's a lot of stuff around food autonomy around environment about uh, energy management about gas emission reduction I mean, there, there, there's help for, 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 from trucking industry to high pharma, you know, there's always something. It, it's, it's super rare that I get a meeting in with a client that I don't, maybe sometimes it's not something I'll do, but at least I'll find something that he was not aware of mm. and do himself and then change the thing. For wow. example, you know, any outside, uh, any outside coaching, could be subsidized uh, mm -hmm. 50%, 85% if you're in Quebec. So it, it, there's a lot of stuff for everybody. And who, who can't benefit from that, right? Sorry? Who can't benefit from that? 
No, right? correct, correct. And 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 so it's it's a lot of smaller business, you know, come up to me and say, "Oh, I'm small. There's, you know, I'm gonna waste your time." You're not. I mean, as an entrepreneur, when I was a young at a younger age, I wished someone would came in and 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 share it, the, the experience. You know all the programs that I can get. How could I structure myself better? How could I save, you know, tax? How could I save this and that? Because of course, when I get into a meeting, I'm not only gonna talk about 100% pure Latin. I'm also gonna share, you know, entrepreneur experience to to to, to relate to my customer. And 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 because I've been there and I've seen the the one million line, the five million line, the 10 million line, the 25 million line. I've been through the process and I suffered through it and some stuff that took me 20 years to learn. Maybe I could give it to you in in a 30 minute meeting. And of I course mean, it's in obviously it's in your interest to help them grow because they of may course. not be a prime client for you now, but if you help them go from 1 million to 5 million, well then they probably will become a great client for you. And and because Layton is has quite some means now we're getting, you know, or surpassed 200 employees in Canada, we're getting close to 300. I, I have throughput in order mm. to, to be able to take care of a smaller client that has a small claim, but nonetheless, he will get the real help like anybody that was gigantic. And also I, I can follow him through the years because there's so many programs that even if we meet sometimes twice a year, some programs has changed. Yeah. So, for me, it's more about building, you know, sustainable relationship than just hustling a fee on one contract and then disappearing. Yeah, and I, I can see it. you almost become a scout for your clients in terms of you have your your antenna out and you know what's available and you can direct your clients to whatever's uh, going to help them in, in in this year or in this quarter or whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, the, the, the truth is I can't, you know, keep an eye open on all the clients but what i will do is i will group them by industry ah. so then it's kind of easier because when i see a measure coming up i know that i have to talk to all these guys right got it so it's it's it would be too hard to keep track personally on everybody but if they call me back and say paul we heard this then for sure i'm going to do the research and and get and get the meeting going and then you know make sure that this comes back to them but well, can i ask you a question go ahead I was talking about Layton to a friend of mine who's very, very big in the marketing industry, and he had never heard of, of this. And I'm trying to crack the code. Why is it that more businesses, why isn't these services, why aren't these services, these programs more readily promoted? Like, what, why is it a secret? It's not a secret. I don't know why. It, for instance, right? I was an entrepreneur all my life, started at 20 years old. And, and the first program I actually used was for COVID. I was 40, 45. 40. Wow. So it's just that I looked, it's complicated. It's not clear. Am I entitled to it? It's, it's just so, some people do use it super well. Mm -hmm. and, and, and because of the industry they're in or it got them into one and then they discovered that world and everything. But for an entrepreneur who's quick moving, wants stuff done and he's just for him to, to kind of find out what this is about on the website, it's kind of a huge slowdown. Mm. And I don't know, it's not in the culture of entrepreneur to really some 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 
companies do scout these and then you know when you're doing more research you're basically everything you do is based on your actual grant so basically you get more acquainted with that but some some companies it's unbelievable like nothing has been done even with great giant size you would be surprised wow. i i mean i mean like the big quebec companies and i go in and and they're like oh we have this we have a big accounting department that it's not that people there are super good but they're also you know, focused really busy yeah <laughs> so and they're focused on their them. on their objectives right yeah correct so you always find something you always so find is there a fear among some companies maybe on the smaller end that working these programs would somehow attract unwanted attention from the tax authorities do does that sometimes come up <laughs> that comes a lot but it's actually the opposite because when, when you're doing like a, ta a, a tax review audit basically if three years ago you owe the government 200 on that bill and it wasn't put in and you know there was a it was no more exception you know mm -hmm. you thought that there was still any, so you calculated wrong because from 2017 to 2019 it was going on and you thought that it was still there in 2020 so you all meant to do that pay when you go back and do a payment from three years ago on on by yourself you know like self uh, declaration it kind of get rid of red flags sometimes Ah, so when okay. we do a super detailed, you know, computerized review detail of everything that's been done, maybe the government owes you $10,000, but because you paid back that $200 on that bill, you got rid of the red flag. So most of the time, it's actually the opposite. And we have so many staff that are coming from, you know, Revenue Quebec or Revenue Canada in-house that knows all the process, you know, they, and they know also who's the people on the other side so when they see the report coming in they know that everything has been checked and it's super in order and it, using computer system and ai to, to do a super clean report that is super detailed there's no need to come and do that audit because that already has been done knowing the way most of these bureaucratic organizations work they're always going after the lowest hanging fruit right and so going after a latent report with the reputation that Leighton has is probably a, a not a very good return on investment. The, the thing is, when we do a full assessment on the tax credit of four years, and then the government would come in and challenge that company that has that report, the first thing the company is going to do is just send the report, right? Because then people in Revenue Quebec are going to say, okay, if I go check that company is going to cost X amount, like for CPA for this amount of time and then one fiscality you know it's really expensive now the full report has already been done and everything that was needed to be clarified is in there so by a reputable firm go, like Leighton right it's it's a high risk for the government and and then and there's a probably of a really low 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 result right so and I get it that's why basically you're limiting the 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 audit from the government uh, makes you know. makes a lot of sense. Excellent. Paul, this has been very informative. I think we need to do this again, maybe on maybe a more specific um, topic. But I'd love to do that. What's what's going on these days? What's really hot for you? What are you working on with regards to uh, Leighton? Like how what's the what's the thing that that's really got your attention these days? Well, 
I really like the, the, the C3I, the investment credit, because it's mm. not everybody that knows about it. So any first, and then people that traditionally don't use, you know, tax credit, like mm-hmm. large garage or, or trucking companies or people that are not really into that, like more mechanics that mm-hmm. only say, well, tax credit is just R&D. No, it's not. There's a couple of others. But the C3I actually, whether it's your welding equipment, your compressors, your bending machines, you know, all your tools, basically over 12K will qualify. I can't do your pickup. I can't do your rolling equipment, but a lot of your actual expensive tools uh, are are admissible. So that's giant thing and it's untouched. Like 80% of the client, I mean, didn't know it was there. And it's not all account, accounted accounting firm that had the time to take the, 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 the little course there to be really efficient on it. So maybe we do the first year and then and then the accounting will take over. But sometimes, especially, you know, this past fiscal, like around April time, people didn't have much time to learn about it. So basically just start sources for us and we, we take just a success fee. It's reasonable and we're capped at a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no limit, right? So I had clients that had entire production line, let's say 4 million, and they were in, in a high density situation, like close to downtown of a big city. But nonetheless, it was 20% on 4 million. Let me, let me get this straight. So let's say I'm, I'm a medium sized printer and I need to upgrade one of those, you know, big copy printing digital. It's, it's $25,000, $30,000 for the unit. Let's say I'm leasing it through the company does something like that still apply? You need to buy it. Okay. So if you buy the machine and it's 25,000, then anything over 12,000 would be subsidized depending on where you are, you know, from 20 to 40%. So if the company uses a a corporate line of credit to buy the machine, they, it applies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Corporate line of credit is fine. It's just like when you're doing kids buy for people who know about it, it's when you're actually rent, so the bank is buying the machine for you and then you're renting the machine for your from from the bank the bank owns it so you can't really claim but it's more advantageous in in from what i can see on this program to to auto finance it yourself and take advantage of the credit correct gotcha cnc's you know that's a classic it's so expensive like you know cheap machine 100k expensive machine 400k yeah that's an automatic though yeah um amazing so that's a good example that, yeah, that's just something that i really like also the psc yeah, the, the the client acquisition program from quebec was super generous helped a lot of people get more business bring funds to quebec create jobs so yeah I, <laughs> yeah we can't I, I, and I, now. I understand quebec is um i mean i'm not trying to diss any of other our other partner provinces but i understand quebec's a, a pretty aggressive vis-a-vis other provinces Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. I, I think for we're really lucky in Quebec as entrepreneur, and it's just a matter of getting a bit more knowledge. Mm-hmm. Around. But I think that EQ is doing a lot more work lately. Like they're really good with PMMOIAL and, 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 and it's, it's pretty clear. Like if you're looking for the info, uh, you're going to get it. It's just that it's not a reflex yet to go into those you know, and then, and then do it. So wow. that's where we're here, which is to help the, the, the process. I mean, there's a lot of clients that I inform on the programs that won't actually mandate me to do it. 
maybe they'll mandate me to do one or two and then they'll take on the rest because they have the throughput. Got it. To do it. And that's that's fine. As well, long Layton, as doing a fabulous job. Sorry? I was going to say, Layton's doing a fabulous job of getting the word out and lending real expertise around this. Uh, and that's helping a lot of small and medium-sized businesses to take advantage of these programs and ultimately to grow. I mean, that's the purpose, right? For sure, because anybody that gets a meeting, uh, you know, is going to get he's going to get like a report of what is admissible for him, and he has an idea of what's out there. You know, not to every detail in the thirty-minute meeting, but great uh, understanding of what's out there, and then what he could do by himself or with the help of a consultant like Clayton or somebody that does the same job. Mm, great. What's the best way for our our audience to get in contact with you if they want more information about your programs and your services? They send me an email and then we'll just book a 30-minute meeting and, and discuss, you know, right. whether you're planning to open a company, you have one, that you're looking to grow your building, you know, you're trying to buy another company, whatever. It's always, it's a good 30 minutes and you save a lot of research online. No joke. Excellent. Well, Leighton's success, Leighton's growth in the last little while is testimony to the fact that you guys are doing a great job helping businesses to grow and to take advantage of the various programs that the government have in place, really putting our tax dollars to good work. And we really appreciate you joining the podcast, sharing this information. We're going to put all the links to your contact information in the video so people can reach out to you and take advantage. So, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. And we'll definitely have you back to talk about maybe more in depth of certain programs that are really hot these days. For sure. Thank you for having me, George. Thanks, man. Have a good one. <laughs>